to the Athlon Sports Cover 2 podcast here on AthlonSports.com. Big 12 preview podcast. His name is Mitch Light. My name is Braden Gall. Thanks for hanging out. Rate, review, subscribe, of course. Um, got a lot of stuff planned today. No pleasantries, all football. No pleasantries. I said that on the ACC. Today's the Big 12. Um, also, uh, I want people to get used to, we did this last two years where we went sort of Monday and Thursday, Monday and Wednesday during the weeks of college football. Next week, we will start doing a Monday and Wednesday podcast. We're going to try to do that throughout the Our course Wednesday of the year. Our Wednesday will be like the first one of the football season where exactly. we actually preview games. And, and Monday, we will just talk about Nick Rolovich. Uh, so that may happen uh, as Hawaii is taking the field this weekend, as is Wyoming, New Mexico State, because we are in the middle so we of week two hours. zero. Two, two full hours next Monday. Uh, but I want to remind people, Monday, Wednesday is probably going to be our weekly schedule during the college football season. We will do our best effort to make that happen. Labor Day will not. It will be Tuesday. Um, however, we'll try to make that happen the best possible way we can. Can I say that the, the, the season. If, if we do have to change the schedule, 95% of the time it's going to be the person with two kids under two changing. And three jobs. Okay. Yeah. So just, then, for the record, so I, you're saying me. I'm, I'm, saying. I'm here. All right. Big 12 today on the podcast. We're going to do State of the Union. Teams that we have sort of changed maybe our opinion on, maybe up or down from when we published the magazine back in April and May. Uh, some of the biggest camp developments. We'll have You'll have your picks against the Vegas totals, overs and unders, our top storylines, and then we'll make some final predictions at the end. Um, and, uh, of course, some, some underbelly storylines, which is uh, my favorite in this, big league, some- in this league in particular because I love the middle of this league. I find it very interesting, which gets us to the Big 12 State of the Union. I don't think the State of the Union is all that great. From a national championship perspective, uh, the budgets are good. They're better than they're getting more money, TV money than the Pac-12 and the ACC, but they're not competing for playoff championships. Baker Mayfield was a historically great player, and they almost beat Georgia, but they didn't. They've missed the playoff a couple times. I think there's a good chance they missed the playoff again here. So I'm torn on this, Mitch, because I think the state of the league, from a recruiting standpoint, is a, we've talked about this over and over again. It's a question. Texas has sort of retaken the recruiting ranks in the state of Texas, which is a good first step for this league, and they need to be back for them to be good. However, I do find the drama in this league to be very high level. I I think one through seven in this league is pretty balanced. I find the drama on a Saturday week-in, week-out basis to be very high level, very entertaining, but when we're talking national championship state of the union, I'm not sure where to put the Big 12. To your point, if you had to pick a league where you had to go to, like, I know this is impossible, but you had to watch every game in person, you'd want it. Like, the Big 12 has the most. Maybe Pac 12. The most amount of. Because of some of the legislation out there? (laughs) Has the most amount of really good games, like intriguing games, just because. Yes, I agree. So, like, I just feel like, like you said, on a given Saturday, oh, that's going to Oh, wow, that's a good one. Kansas State TCU, that's a good one. West Virginia, Oklahoma State, that's a good game. There's more of that in the Big 12. I mean, Iowa State at Kansas State is not a game that normally would get the blood going, but this year should be a very competitive football game. And you mentioned something about recruiting. It's well documented. We've done features on it. Nationally, it's been documented how the Big 12 has not recruited well, and then that translates to not having enough elite teams. And not put players in a the A lot NFL. hasn't changed, except that Texas is finally recruiting, you know, not, well, they, they always recruit well. They, they jumped up. They're in the top five. I think there are four nationally. So Oklahoma's in the top 25. There's only two top two Big 12 teams in the top 25 recruiting this year. TCU was like 26 or 27. So that, 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 that still needs to get better. Um you know, Oklahoma State, well-documented this offseason about the athletic director. It, I think more of more was made of it than it really was there, but about Oklahoma State's lack of elite recruiting. 
Iowa State, Kansas State, those West Virginia, those programs just are not going to recruit on an elite level with some of the ACC Big Ten schools. But I, I'm with you. As far as state of the league, for intrigue, it's it's great. It's there. But until Texas gets back, we talked about this in the ACC podcast, Florida State needs to get it back to where it was, maybe Miami. You need more than one playoff contender. It's been to be Oklahoma for a decade and a half, it feels like. Right. Yeah, no, no. Kansas State with Colin Klein jumped up. You had Oklahoma State with Brandon Whedon one year. So we've seen some pockets of TCU success. TCU has been. Right. TCU and Baylor both jumped up. Now, Art Bryles is gone. The good thing about all these programs is that Mike Gundy was responsible for that jump up, right? Gary Patterson was responsible for that jump up at TCU. Um, and, and Bill Snyder was responsible for that jump up at Kansas State. All three guys stable and entrenched and in place for a long period of time. Uh, have been. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much longer. But I think Bill Snyder just signed a five-year contract extension. Right. Um, so, again, to, to me, the State of the Union sort of depends on the young coaches. It depends on can Lincoln Riley do it without Baker Mayfield? Can Tom Herman continue the growth at Texas? And can Matt Campbell and Matt Rule get those two programs to winning s- successfully consistently? So, to me, it's about the young coaches. If the young coaches prove themselves – because I think Gundy is what he is. Patterson is what he is. I think it's about the young coaches in this league. Okay, now help me with this. We have uh, listeners of the podcast have, Kingsbury heard, maybe have heard us talk about this. National championship DNA programs. In this league, there's only two, correct? Yeah, I think that Oklahoma. We, consider, we, we pretty much agree on, on this criteria. Yeah, I think Oklahoma, yeah, generally it's unlimited resources and access to players. I think West Virginia, the access to players things is a question. Oklahoma State's a really fascinating one. They're sort of fringe. That if they had an elite level transcendent talent under quarter under center, they can get to that point. And then TCU, I don't know what to make of TCU. To, to me, the small my point small is small stadium. You know, th- this league has a lot ha- has a lot of teams that can be top twenty five programs on a consistent basis. I just don't see outside of Oklahoma and Texas consistent top ten programs like you okay. have in the ACC, right. Big Ten, you know, every other Power Five league. Like you can argue Big Twelve is better than the Pac twelve, but there are more programs in the Pac twelve. I think. That, that you'd say could be consistent top 10 programs. That's Washington, fair. Oregon, U- USC, UCLA, you know. That's fair. So Stanford. Stanford yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, also, just the state of the league. It's so smaller. S- if there was two extra good programs in here, it might be a different conversation. Sure. So what's our grade? We graded the ACC as a B plus. B? Um, B? I'm going to go with a B minus. I'm sticking with a B. I'm going to go B minus because I think the ACC is in far better stability and financial success situation than the Big 12 is. They've also won a college football playoff championship and played in multiple games. They've been in every single year. I think there has to be a pretty decent size gap between where the ACC is right now and the SEC and the Big 10 and where the Big 12 is. I think the Pac-12 is the one that's closer to the Big 12. So I, I think those two, but a lot of that stems on coaching, which again to me goes to the young guys in this league. Kingsbury, and I'm not. I'm going to put Rule in the young guy category. I, I put him. In, he's new there because he's a new to the league. But Matt Campbell, Lincoln Riley, Tom Herman are are actually relatively. And, young, and we so joke about Kansas a lot, but not having a program just suck so bad would be better for the league. Yeah, I mean, Kansas ten yeah, years ago true. was you know Todd, they were Todd Reesing, right? Exactly. Desmond Briscoe. There you go. Yeah, um, Mark so. Mangino. Yeah, uh, just, right. it, it, it hurts the league when they're that bad. All right, so we had Oklahoma 1, Texas 2. I think we had Oklahoma, what, 10th in the nation uh, nationally? So one top 10 program and just barely a fringe top 10 program. West Virginia 3, TCU 4, Oklahoma State 5, Iowa State 6, Kansas State 7, Baylor 8, Texas Tech 9, Kansas 10. Uh, which team do you like since publication that you like a little bit more? Which team do you like a little bit less? Like TCU, a little bit more. 
Uh, this is one of our camp that. developments, but Ross Blaylock, defensive tackle, got hurt. That hurts them. But, you know, this is a team that went 7-2 and two in the league last year, lost that weird game by seven points at Iowa State where they turned it over in the red zone repeatedly, and by 18 in Oklahoma, no harm there. I like Sean Robinson at quarterback, who, who was just named the starting quarterback over Justin Rogers. They've got good skill, very well coached. We have them fourth. Ooh, but, I, I can't see them move. Because I, I like them more than we liked them in the magazine production time back in April. But I don't see a spot for them to move up. Okay, well, Is here's the fair? deal. If you, if you dive into our, you know, we, 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 we make our predictions, 1 through 10. But then we do projected records. And we've got Texas at 6-3, and three, West Virginia at 6-3, and three, TCU at 6-3. and three. So we're, we're standing by our picking them fourth. But when we project ones, wins and losses and all that good stuff, we, we have okay. them six and three. So, you know, could they finish second at six and three? And, you know, maybe that's not, in theory, better than we're projected, but that's two spots higher with the same they, record. They, they win the right games. Yes. And then they have tiebreakers. I, Who's yours? I, I am I, – I really don't want to say West Virginia because we have them third, but I, I, I think there's a chance they win the league. I've seen some of that. Some some smart people have picked them to win the league. That they win the league, and I I look I'm down the league. I look. Oh, the D's terrible. I look down and I'm like Iowa State. I really think they could be better than we pick them. I think Kansas State could definitely be better. I mean, you always could say Kansas State's better than where we picked them at, at seven. Um, we could look at Baylor and say, do they develop? And but I, I just think West Virginia has the most upside. That's not a bad pick, just because of the upside. Like I, if if you if I take a nap for four months and I wake up and you see that. <laughs> Oh, you tell me West Virginia's won the Big 12? I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, like, not shocked. So, no, if you had to pick a lower team that's better than we have them, Iowa State, Kansas State, Baylor. So, wait, a team that I like less? No, no, no. Uh, okay. Which which oh. team is more likely to overachieve, Iowa State, Kansas State, or Baylor? I think Baylor because they've got the most room to improve, overachieve. Okay. I mean, we haven't picked 6-6, six and 8th six, in the league. Uh, here's, here's what I don't – and we're going to get to this in the storylines thing with the two coaches at Oklahoma and Texas. The team I think is going to be worse, I think, is Oklahoma. I, I, Oklahoma. I, it's it's and it's only because they're the only team that's really highly valued. Right. I couldn't find another team like so a team that I think we picked five and four is going to be worse. Like so, what are they going to be four four and five? All right. Here, here's my take on Oklahoma. I still like them to wait to win the league. Maybe in April, if you would ask me, I had them at eighty percent chance to win the league. Maybe it's seventy percent. I still like them. I, I think. I think there's. I think they are closer to Texas and West Virginia and TCU than when we put the magazine together, where we were just like, no doubt, we, we all agree Oklahoma's going to win the league. I don't know if they win the league. I, I, I think they probably have the best players. I think they, they, they might even have the second-best quarterback in Kyler Murray. We're not sure. So I, Oklahoma or the field right now? The field. Okay. I would take the field, which is probably a dumb bet re- considering the, the history. I mean, I think Rodney Anderson is a superstar. Yes. Well, um, a monster season. I think he's going to have a huge season. We'll go early in our fantasy draft. Um, I, I, I just think they got a lot of tough games on the road. I think the, I just think the rest of the league has closed the big gap and they lost transcendent talent last year. And Lincoln Riley was able to overcome being a first year coach because of Baker Mayfield. So I'm with you. I still think they could win the league. I just think they're closer. I think Texas and West Virginia and TCU in particular are all on more of an even playing field with Oklahoma than we, than we originally believed. Part of this is having categories that we're talking about and having to pick a team for that category. Yes, exactly. Um, so, over, under, win totals. According to Vegas, who's your over? Who's your under? TCU at 7.5. Like them over at 8. Uh, like the way the f- schedule sets up. Okay, let's give them a loss to o- Ohio State and Arlington. 
For argument's sake, let's give them a loss at home to Oklahoma. That's two. They've got to lose three more games to hit to not make the over. They got some key swing games at home: Iowa State, Kansas State, Oklahoma State. It's really good to get those three at home for TCU. Yes, that, that was that, that was pretty much my reason. Those are the next three teams behind them in our yes. projected standing. I so I like them at eight and four at least. Okay, all right, and you're under Kansas. <laughs> it's, how, how is that possible? Kansas, it's three. The over under. Oh yeah, there you go. That's they why. lost one. They, they won one game last year by twenty two points over Southeast Missouri State. That team went three and eight. You don't just roll it out there against Semo. You don't. Evidently, you don't. Well, they did that. Game. Football's hard to roll out there anyway. Like if you rolled it they out there, they could show significant improvement this year and still only won one or two games. What are your odds that Kansas shows significant improvement this year? I think they'll be better. What does show significant improvement though? Like competitive on a Saturday, every their, Saturday? Basis? Yeah, I mean, the, their margin of victory was okay. just, they routinely got pounded. We, their, we their non-conference, Nickel State, Central Michigan, Rutgers, <laughs> the much-talked-about Rutgers game. They, got, they lost at home to Central Michigan last year. They're going to lose at home to Rutgers. Yeah, I guess Rutgers is their only chance. If they beat Rutgers, they get the over. By the way, it's Nickel, it's not Nickel State. I confirmed that during the okay. basketball okay. magazine production. Uh, by the way, in the State of the Union, we normally address coaches on the hot seat, um, and we did not in this pod- this version of the podcast. Um, David Beatty, obviously. David Beatty and Cliff Kingsbury are yeah. really the only two. Um, both of those guys back next year at the end of the season? No, I would say both not. I don't know which one. Like, if you're doing odds, I'd say. Oh, no, no, I'm saying which. Uh, you can, I'd say Beatty's gone. I think they just have to. New AD. Jeff Long, I think they just you think Ke- I, you think Cliffy stays there, Captain Raybans. He he's there because they had a miraculous comeback against Texas, <laughs> and he's back. I would say no. I, I'd say Beatty not. I'd put it, Beatty at eighty percent, not back. Cliff at, at seventy. Okay, All right. I just think they unless they continue to show market improvement on defense, and there's there's some something tangible you can point to. Any major camp development so far that you've. Um, studied and taken away that have changed some of these opinions on some of these teams well again like tcu they had a significant injury in losing ross blaylock but i still liked him sean rogers sean robinson named starting cornerback quarterback today um other than that i have not seen too much else going on i mean oklahoma's supposed to officially name a starter sometime soon i can't imagine it, a guy doesn't get, gets drafted and comes back and makes five million bucks to be on the bench Gotta stay healthy. It doesn't seem like the, the a- A's are hot. Maybe they could use them. In the- so I'm gonna we'll, we'll go top storylines, favorite storylines. Okay. For did you season. like my over unders at all? I do. Uh, I do like TCU, and um, I think probably Vegas is too high on West Virginia. Other people are too high on West Virginia. That's probably why I wouldn't go the over. Actually, with no, them. their over see- under was not that high. I think it was almost it was sort of like uh, they were daring you to bet it. I don't like that. I think it was like seven point five. I would seven take half. The, I would take the over. That's why I think. You know, it was in a big those, way. It, it seemed too good to be true. It, maybe the defense is awful, and it's too awful. <laughs> um, so so, so the, I think the biggest storyline to me is clearly Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, don't miss the forest through the trees on this one. I, I think that the, the main storyline is what is Texas and what is Lincoln Riley? We think we know more about Tom Herman. Lincoln Riley now has to do it without Baker Mayfield. Texas has arguably the most underrated defensive coordinator in the conference. They have arguably the best defensive line in the conference, arguably the best linebackers in the conference, and arguably the best secondary in the conference. You put all that together with a guy who's supposed to be an offensive wizard and two quarterbacks, with starting, ex- two quarterbacks with starting experience, 
and Oklahoma loses everything, there's sort of not many excuses for Texas not to be competitive at the top of this division. So unusual, unfortunately, it centers around Texas and Oklahoma in the Big 12, but that's the reality. They, and I'm a, I keep mentioning this. And I'm a big margin of victory guy because I think you know college football. You don't play that many games, so you you got to really dive in and look at the numbers. So for all the uh, the people that just think Texas gets all this credit, like how are they going to be better this year? They, they went seven and six last year. Some of their losses they lost by four at home to Texas Tech. They had that game one. They blew it. I mean, a loss they had a, a few loss. of those last year. They lost Oklahoma by five. Oklahoma State by three in which, overtime which, at USC. By wasn't it like a fumbled punt that led to yes, that or something? By three in overtime. So this team was a few plays away from being quite a bit better. Uh, here's kind of talk radio question for you. You're on talk radio occasionally. If Tom Herman, if they go seven and seven and five this year. When does your opinion of Tom Herman change? Not not this year. Okay. I mean, again, all of this barring utter collapse. Right. I mean, everything is sort of barring utter collapse. Because I'm still a pro. I'm still in the Tom Herman. I'm, I'm I'm still in Tom Herman. Like I would take Tom Herman over Dana Holgerson. If you're if today. you're an AD somewhere, yeah, not even close. Yeah, I would too. I would take him over Matt Rule over Bill Snyder. Not Gary Patterson. Probably not Gary Patterson. Probably. But would you? Would you? you, you two no, years I think ago. This, this comes down to Herman versus Riley. That's what this is. The two biggest programs have two young rising star coaches. Who do you hire? I'm hiring Tom Herman right now. Ooh. I like Lincoln Riley a lot. I might hire Lincoln Riley. I want to see it without Baker Mayfield. Because I think he's a brilliant offensive coach. Didn't, didn't Tom Herman go 5-3 and three in the AAC in his second year at Houston? Maybe so. Just throwing that out there. I hope that's right because I just said it. That's the year they smoked Lincoln Riley's offense. <laughs> it was, he was just a coordinator. It wasn't his shot. It wasn't his I'm, team. Yet. I'm pretty sure uh, Houston torched Oklahoma in that uh, in five and three. stadium that year. Um, I so broadening out the the young coaching names to me is is I I find Matt Campbell to be one of my favorite storylines because if he is really really good and I don't know Urban Meyer's not a coach at Ohio State anymore I I think Matt Campbell if he shows and proves that last year was not a fluke because there was nothing really fluky about how well that team played week in and week out Iowa State is one of the toughest jobs in America and for him to be consistently picked to win more than he loses. I think is a huge testament to Matt Campbell. Um, I'll get to the quarterbacks in a second in this league because I think it's a it's a big problem. But I I think Matt Cam- the young coaches Matt Campbell, Tom Herman, Lincoln Riley, you know even if you want to put Matt Rule and Cliff Kingsbury into this category sort of newish young coaches in this league, what what are they? What 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 is you just said? Are you bullish on Tom Herman? What is Lincoln Riley? Is can Matt Campbell prove it's not a fluke? And if Matt Campbell can prove it's not a fluke at Iowa State. I don't know how much longer he's there. Yeah, you, you can talk about, you know. I love David how, Montgomery. How much he likes being there and all that stuff. But Ohio State is a job you just do not say no to, especially when you're an Ohio native. You played at Mount Union. So I I think Iowa, State's, Iowa State fans are worried about that, and they should be. But just roll, enjoy it right now. There's just nothing you can do about it. Right. It's not going to happen this year, so I hope you have another good year. Um, yeah, I, I, I think – Three wins, two wins, three wins, three wins, eight wins. And now they have to go to Iowa, to TCU, to Oklahoma State, to Kansas, to Texas. Show, show us that what you did last year was no fluke. But you made, you made a good point. You look at the numbers. It wasn't a fluke. No, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying just a one-year jump up. But they got better in his first year, too. So that's I, no, I, don't, I don't disagree. And then they did West Virginia year. at home, Oklahoma at home, Kansas State at home, Baylor at home. You win the games you're supposed to at home, maybe not Oklahoma, you should have a pretty good season again. Yeah, no, totally. And, and with a third string quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, 
That was when do we it, stop? When do I? When should I stop making that? He's not. A, he's the first string quarterback. He's a starting now. quarterback. And I believe he too is in his sixth year. Um, the other day we talked about Ryan Finley being in his sixth year. It doesn't happen often, but he's a guy you root for. Started at Oregon State. I said I think he said this is the first year he's gone into any job as the starter. I, I assume he was talking about junior college as well. I don't think he was necessarily a starter in junior college, uh, but he's you know. Played very well, won some big games for them last year. I I, I think this team is uh, you going back to who could. They've over, got some who, difference makers on the defensive line. Going back to who could be overachiever, I think I, we've got Iowa State sixth in the league. I would pick them higher than that. Yeah, I like the offensive line. I think Montgomery's a great player. They've got a veteran quarterback. I think they're going to run the football pretty well. You said they got your your point about the defense. There's not a lot separating first and second from sixth and seventh in this league. All it is is one or two wins. If they beat West Virginia at home and Oklahoma at home, boom. Just like that, they're up in the top two or three. And that's a that's a great point. When when the in this league when we project so many teams to go four and five, five and four, six and three, one game swings, you know, against the those so called swing games, it can be the difference between a second or third place finish and a sixth or seventh place finish. So um Baylor's an interesting team. I want to talk about them for a minute. Like if you just kind of looked at what they did last year and you're sc- sc- scratching down your, your big twelve predictions. You know, in the offseason, you, you just would kind of pick them ninth ahead of Kansas just because Kansas is awful. But th- they did show some signs of life. They only won one, you know, they won one game, 38-9 to nine at Kansas. Yeah, that so shows you all you need to know about Kansas, I guess. Uh, I- exactly. Defense was awful. Offense was not Baylor-esque. But, I mean, I think... No, 98th in the nation in, pa- in, in, in scoring, 115th in rushing. Still threw the ball pretty well. Yeah, Charlie Brewer's a good quarterback. I think they've, they've settled on him. You know, Jalen Hurd's a guy that we know well around here. Transferred from Tennessee as a running back. They have high hopes for him at wide receiver. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, but, I do. Um, but, you know. He, That's a big wide receiver. Yeah, people bit, been raving about him. So, I just think this is a team that. It's about depth for me. Like, how, what's the roster look like? Yeah, you know, I, I think they've got. Good skill, decent skill. You know, at the wide receiver position, I'm just, I'm just intrigued. We're picking by him now. to go six and six, which is a huge step forward under Matt Rule, yeah. whose name, by the way, was tossed around with his NFL jobs. Right. So and they got Temple got a lot better in Matt Rule's second season. This is a little bit of a leap of faith for Baylor in the coaching staff having the quarterback in place. I'm just intrigued by them. If you had to talk about a team right now, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, which one are you more interested by? Oklahoma State. And why are we continually not interested in Kansas State? So much so that they... They've got a good quarterback situation. I mean, Skylar Thompson was really good last year as a redshirt freshman. Alex Delton has not really mastered the forward pass, but he can do a lot of... He's a fun guy to watch. Yes. Um, Offensive line, as usual, very good. Uh, Everyone back there, Dalton Risner, one of the best tackles in the country. So, you know... They're, they're good for you know we've got to pick six and six four and five that's probably probably undervalued but you do you, you line them up against the other teams in the middle of the pack and from a talent standpoint you usually like you know you like an Oklahoma State they, they're they're sexier you know they, they do more things on offense easy schedule at the beginning I mean Oklahoma State could probably start five or six and zero oh with con- considering their schedule I, I just how much of that offense was just one guy I think is the question even the anonymous scouting reports said, hey, this is a guy who threw the ball every single play. They didn't develop somebody. Good running back, him. though. Justice Hill. Love Justice Hill. Early fantasy draft pick. I, lo- I like the fan- mixing the fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they'll probably run the ball more than mm-hmm. normal. Love I'm Justice interested to see what happens at quarterback. You know, uh, Taylor Cornel- Cornelius is kind of the guy in camp, but Drew Brown, I haven't heard much buzz. I maybe need a little more research on that, but uh, the Hawaii transfer, under not your typical Mike Gundy quarterback. He's small, a little more athletic. Uh, they still have dudes at wide receiver. I mean, quarterback development is the biggest storyline in this league. 
outside of the young coaches, uh, out, other than Will Greer, you know, I, Sam Ellinger could be a great player. We're not sure. Kyler Murray could be a great player. We're not sure. Like Kyle Kemp is our third team preseason all conference. Right. Charlie Brewer's second team. It's 1,700 yards passing last year. That's not a that's not a Big 12 quarterback. Like, Texas might have better Baylor quarterback Baylor does that play. like three weeks normally. Yeah. But, like, we don't know who. Right. Is, is the, is the, tech, is the week Texas one starter going to going to throw for a billion yards, but we don't know who that's going to be yet. Is it going to be, you know, is Texas quarterback going to be wire to wire? Probably not. Well, Ellinger plays so physically that he tends to get hurt. Um, that's sort of what happens there. Um, yeah, this is just, again, this goes back to State of the Union to me. It's such a fascinating league from game to game, week in and week out. But as we get to our final predictions on this exact podcast here for this exact league, I, I think the Big 12 championship game is going to hurt him this year. I think I think Oklahoma wins the league, maybe by a game, and beats, you know, probably loses one or, once or twice during the regular season. But is in position maybe at ten and two that if they win the championship game and go eleven and two they might have an outside shot at cracking the playoff and they're going to get beat. I think asking you to beat these teams twice is going to be hard. So maybe they beat West Virginia in the regular season and then they lose to them in the post in, in the playoff game or, or in the you know they beat Texas in the Red River Shootout and then lose to Texas in the Big Twelve Championship game. I think this is that for some reason that's the vibe I'm getting. Oklahoma is going to win the league and then they lose. I think Oklahoma goes to West Virginia and beats West Virginia. And then West Virginia could come back and beat them in the – as like a three-loss team could beat them in the championship game. And that keeps the Big 12 out of the championship, out of the playoff Be careful again. what you wish for. So to me, again, this is sort of the state of the union here. It's it's so much fun week in, week out, game in, game out, teamed, one through seven, balanced, even maybe one through eight, balanced and fun. But I think that's going to hurt the league when Oklahoma's losing a star player – in Baker Mayfield, I think it hurts the league when it comes to the national landscape. Yeah, I, I agree. And go back to our storyline, and we talked about the ACC. I keep repeating myself, but this league needs another superpower, and it needs to be Texas. And they are recruiting like they will be there, but we've been saying that for Texas for years. Did not happen under Charlie Strong. I think it can happen under Tom Herman. I'm not saying we need to see it this year because it's only year two, but we need to see some signs of progress. We need to see that defense stay really good and – a little more excitement of the offense. It's one of those years where, where an eight and four team could make the Big Twelve championship game and beat Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma wins the regular season, goes as the one seed, and I think either Texas or West Virginia. I like that call. I, 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 I like either three way tie for second place. Yes, and either Texas or West Virginia beats them in the in the Big Twelve title game. So I'll go Texas here, I guess, just because that's our pick. Okay, I'm going Oklahoma for Texas in the Big Twelve championship game. I'm staying true to the mag. Okay, that's fair. Um, underbelly storyline. We covered a lot. Of yeah, them. we've talked about every Bill's, team. Uh, Bill, what's going to happen with Bill Snyder? How does that? How does the end game play out for Bill Snyder? I mean, I think this recent contract was just for recruiting purposes. Oh, you for know. sure. Yeah. There is no. What did he say? There's no. Um, there's no su- succession plan right. in place, really. Which is not what he thinks. He wants his son, son to take over. Sean, right? Special teams coach. There, yeah. So, so I, that's gonna. That just the it's, whole thing is gonna end strangely. They rarely end well. Yeah, I know. That sucks because he's like one of the genuinely nicest guys out there. He wrote, he wrote, uh, did he write you a handwritten note after after Vanderbilt beat them <laughs> last year, last week? <laughs> did not, did not meet him, but it was that was actually cool to see him oh, like yeah. on the sideline because you know obviously that's a weird game, non conference game. Like I, I saw Steve, I've seen Steve swear in person a bunch of times coaching on the other sideline. That's kind of cool because he's a legend and whatever Nick Saban is interesting but just seeing Bill Snyder a guy that I just never thought I'd see in person just kind of 
Yeah. There's a little wind, windbreaker across the sideline just roaming around. That, that was cool. He's wearing a windbreaker from like the 1998 <laughs> like Garden Bowl. Gardens. They're like, uh, you're not allowed to wear that uh, anymore. I went to the uh, first ever Garden State Bowl. Rutgers versus Arizona State, nineteen. How many were there? Like three? I think there's only there like three or four of them. Iowa played Tennessee in it once. That's you there? a good game. Were you there? That was negative years. <laughs> I wasn't even a glimmer in the maybe eye. Maybe they played in the kickoff classic, actually. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That, that, remember, remember when the kickoff classic was like a unique, rare thing? Yeah. It was like Syracuse versus Tennessee. Or Syracuse, Wisconsin maybe played I went year? to several kickoff classics. I went to the Ohio State, played Alabama in 86. Oh. Went to Texas A&M. Florida State. Now these aren't humble no. brags. This is just bragging. Yeah, right? this I went to Texas A&M, Nebraska, and then I went to Kansas, Florida State. Texas A&M, Nebraska, Big Twelve game there. Yeah, Kansas was good big. enough to play in a kickoff classic. They played Florida State. See, it can happen. It can't. You can get to an Orange Bowl, Kansas, and you can play in the kickoff classic. You could do it. Yeah. So I guess I've been with a three. different coach. Yeah, but he took the job because he wanted to re- re- wanted it on the resume. So it, the money right. didn't hurt. Rate, review, subscribe. That's our Big 12 preview. Any parting shots? Um, I, in a league where we there's only 10 teams and we've talked about every team pretty much in depth, yeah. I have no parting shots. Fun league, fun league. Not sure they're going to make the playoff. Don't have them making the playoff. Rate, review, subscribe. Thanks for listening to our Big 12 preview. Game week again coming up next week. Mondays and Wednesdays throughout the course of the season, so get ready for that. Thanks for listening. Mitch Light, Braden Gall. You can follow him on Twitter at Athlon Mitch, at Braden Gall. Cover two podcasts. Thanks for listening.